Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is episode number nine of the Chow Codes podcast, doing another segment of this.dev. Today, I have yet another person who I have looked up to so, so much um, in the industry, in the Instagram space. Like, uh, he's again one of the other people that I've followed on my personal accounts for a long time until starting my own. You've, if you haven't seen his setup photos ever, um, I mean, you're pretty much under a rock, but um, Aral Tasher, did I say that right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so I have Aral on. Aral, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. Pretty of excited. course, of course. Um, so I wanted to bring Aral on just because, you know, again, I look up to him a lot. And also, too, um, I just wanted to get more insight on you and also just like get more of like a personal feel for um for you to our listeners as well and you know everyone that follows us on instagram because i feel like we have a lot of um i mean we both have a lot of followers on instagram so i feel like getting a like closer connection with you is always always awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely and um you know w w when you're on instagram instagram is for me especially is like one aspect of my life and i try to keep it that way um so oh for sure kinda, you know it's kind of nice to kind of reach out to these different platforms and like showcase other parts like of my me being a human being like it's not just me and my desk 24 7 you know so <laughs> yes. i think that's interesting too because i mean you you've been starting to post on youtube as well and i feel like it's an interesting topic you put on that as well because i feel like on instagram it's very different like the vibe is very different when we post stuff on youtube or mm -hmm. you know any other platform like twitter things like that as opposed to instagram so it's mm -hmm. interesting you bring that up because I feel like on YouTube, I don't know, it feels a lot more personal because it's on video now. Yep. Um, whereas, you know, the Instagram, there's it's text and a photo. So there's only so much emotion mm -hmm. and, you know, so much, um, I guess you could, I mean, so much you can just go through on text. Like it's like texting a person. There's no emotion behind the words. It's mm -hmm. just text. So you can interpret it however way you want it. Whereas video is very, you know, however you want it to be um like perceived is how you how it's going to be yeah absolutely and and that was one of my main motivators when i was trying to move on to the youtube platform is because you know i'm coming to a point right now that's how i feel at least is that when i'm trying to talk about you know a product or something that i'm doing i've coming i'm starting to get the limitations of text on instagram so like I don't feel like that platform itself is enough for me to kind of convey what I think about a certain thing or a certain product. And that's exactly why I kind of started moving on to YouTube because like I need more time. I need better ways to kind of explain my train of thoughts and how I feel about things. For sure. And then and that's also another big thing is that, you know, Instagram, it's easy. It's not necessarily easy, but it's easier for us to put out content, right? It's a picture and a caption. Mm -hmm. Whereas YouTube, there are more long-winded pieces of content where you can really, really, you know, script it out. Yeah. Figure out your shot list, how you're going to do B-roll and um, kind of plan out the vision of that video. So it's super long-winded. And I think that means a lot more to the viewer and our audience as opposed to Instagram where, you know, it's a quick shot of... Um, dopamine where you get a satisfying photo yeah get a nice caption going and then a, and then maybe a comment so mm -hmm. i can see that and agree wholeheartedly as a creative too that in or youtube is is that is a perfect platform for that yeah exactly and i mean I, it, it could go both ways for you know instagram it you know you could take it to a different level and like do hours and weeks of preparation for a shot um it's it's kind of especially for like our community and like developers we're mainly taking pictures of you know us at work at uh, you know working on our laptops working at our workspaces um and for someone that has been doing this regularly for a while like i've been doing this for now two years two and a half years now i mm -hmm. have a pretty you know streamlined workflow for creating a post editing and you know putting it out live live to the point where it's it's pretty easy for me at this point um i was re i was watching a video um becky and chris on youtube i love that mm -hmm. stuff um, so good and she was talking about their process on youtube as well and now like how their first few videos took like 
two weeks to make and now they can make videos within days so basically it's just practice the more you practice the more you get accustomed to something it, it will get easier but i i gotta say right now youtube's definitely a challenge for me for sure and i mean um it's 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 a challenge for me as well and i feel like it's gonna be a challenge for everybody and that's not just regarding you know youtube videos that's also like you said you've been doing instagram for two years now so mm -hmm. you've developed your own workflow you've developed this environment where it's easy for you to put out content and mm -hmm. you know still maintain the same amount of quality and you know I, i'm sure you get questions like this as well um but i've more so recently been getting a lot of questions based off of the videos that i make like tips on how to you know talk to the camera mm -hmm. or or things like that and it's like you know i can tell you or you can tell other people that you know do this this and this it sounds super easy mm -hmm. but when you go to do it it's super hard and it's just like you said it takes time you have to develop these skills you have to develop um all the things that you think are quality videos like all those skills just mm -hmm. over time yeah and and you got to understand that like your your initial work is not going to be great it's not going to be Oh, the yeah. same level of the people that you look up to. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because I feel this like I have this feelings fresh because of the YouTube video that I put out. Mm -hmm. I I planned out this video that I just put out to be out. Um, like I started planning around Christmas. So that's how long it's yeah. been. Um, I remember you talking about it. Yeah. And sorry. Yeah. Um, but given, you know, there's been a lot of things happened between, you know, the pandemic and that and et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. It's still like it's been over six months of like, quote unquote, planning. And the biggest blocker for me was that I just felt awkward talking in front of a camera. I'm not used to it. Like I can, I'm so used to just taking a picture, writing a caption and like just conveying my message through text that when I got in front of the camera, even just talking about like simple technology stuff, I just couldn't do it because I've never done it. But I've watched so many videos on like how to talk in front of the camera, like you said, like how to do that, how to do this, how to like, you know, prepare your script. I, I watched a lot of videos, I read a lot of blog posts and all that stuff. But when it came to doing it, I just kind of postponed it and I never did it. And then when I did it, I didn't like it. And with this video, I was like, you know what? It doesn't look great, but j just screw it. Like, you know, this is going to suck. Next one's going to suck. But, you know, in like 10 videos, I'll be more fluent. And, you know, th that's how a, a person that's getting into this should have the mentality, to, excuse me, too. Like, you know, this picture might not look good. The next one's not going to look good. It will be overexposed, whatever. But it's going to get better. You'll just learn from your mistakes and you just get better. If you just keep planning, it's just never going to happen. Exactly. And and we talked to, I talked about this with Morgan in the previous episode. Um, and I talk about this like kind of in general is that you can't base your work off of like right now because tomorrow is always going to be better. I, at least we exactly. hope so. Right. It's um, I, I remember like someone talking about the book, The Compound Effect, where and I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, right? You're, like things just compound on itself as you keep doing these things. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always preach, you know, don't compare yourself to other people, even though it's super easy to, you know, we live in a world and a space, especially in social media, where it's easy to just see the highlights of other people. You know, you see the yep. finished product of our photos when it's done editing and, and things like that. And, you know, for the new followers, they see us right now where we've already established ourselves. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, exactly. you instantly follow the people who have high followers and they've already established themselves in terms of their creative, their artwork, whatever, right? They have it down. So you, mm -hmm. you but you never saw the climb. Like if you go yep. back to either of our, like anybody's first photos, first videos, horrible. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, um, for example, MKBHD, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone knows, or at least most of us know who he is on YouTube. Go back to his beginning videos when he was still like a kid. Yep. Like, I mean, the production quality is nowhere near where it is right now. Yep. Clearly, like if <laughs> there's no comparison. So you can't base it off of right now. As a creative, you always have to keep taking a step forward. When you put out a video, and I was talking to this about someone, talking about this to someone mm -hmm. recently was when you put out that video, rewatch it. Don't think about it. Like, don't, don't, 
don't pay attention to the views, like none of that. Mm -hmm. Figure out what you could have done better in that specific video and do it better the next time on your next one and then do that. And then just keep repeating that process over and over again. And it never stops even when you think your content is quality. Yep. I mean, you know, this, this, this mentality, I apply that in just general and everything I do in life is basically just, you know, if I look at myself, in two years, if I just go look back at myself, where I was and where I am currently, I don't want to be at the same place, you know, like Mm -hmm. for some people, I might be putting out quality content, but when I look back, I want to, I want to be able to cringe at my work and say like, Oh, I could have done that better, (laughs) which shows like, okay, you know, you have learned and you're getting better. So it's, you know, I, I don't want to just, you know, stay at a steady spot. It's always, you know, put a little bit more, just a little bit. And it doesn't have to be like a huge jump, just, you know, small steps at one, one at a time. I love that you said that because I feel, <clears throat> I mean, for me also, I've, I've fallen into that trap early on and I'm sure many other people have, mm-hmm. you know, when we're first starting out is we want to, we want everything so fast. So we make these huge jumps and everything. Yeah. Um, depending on where you're at, you know, as a creative or even as a developer, you want to make these huge jumps in order to get like your end goals, like in two days or whatever, you know what I mean? Like short Mm -hmm. amounts of time. Like, for example, there's a bunch of people out there probably buying new gear Mm -hmm. as a filmmaker when you don't need that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just like, oh, Yo, Becky and Chris have this camera, this lens, these uh, these lights. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy that. It's gonna look exactly like that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, let let me tell you a story real quick. So I, I, I'm laughing at it because I am like that too. Like and and you know, being a tech enthusiast, you want to have the latest thing. Oh, for sure, um, for sure. But so the funny part is that you know when I was first starting off, um, I had a Nikon. D3000 that was like mm-hmm. the entry level DSLR and for a long time long long time I just decided that you know just because I had this um crop DSLR I wasn't taking any good pictures so in order for me to get better pictures I needed like a six thousand dollar camera so <laughs> I worked I saved up I got a Canon 1DX Mark II because you know what Mar- uh, Peter McKinnon uses that camera yep <laughs> Guess what happened? I wasn't doing any Peter McKinnon level content at all. Like it was the same pictures just with a full (laughs) frame. So nothing changed. What changed is that the better I understood, you know, the, the, the science behind it, like the tools that I need to use, the better Mm. I understood how to compose stuff, then my pictures actually started changing. And it, I'm saying this because it sounds very, hypocritical of like someone like me with a lot of gear to say like you don't need gear to get started you know you can get started on your phone but it's true like you need to first understand the fundamental concepts of a thing and then put onto it and then gear will help you achieve things easier not better so you know this goes the same way for programming too like I get a hundred, like hundreds of messages every day saying like, uh, what, what laptop should I get for starting to code? Like I'm, I'm trying to learn HTML. What should I get? Um, what, what laptop should I get? And like, it doesn't matter. You can, you can literally do that on your iPad. You can do that on your phone. It's not ideal, but you know, you can do it. And then once you start, you know, doing stuff that requires more CPU power or whatever, then you'll have the knowledge and, you know, the guidance already because of all the experience that we learned to make an informed decision. Like, don't go out trying to get, like, the latest Mac Pro and just spend, like, $20,000 to just, you know, render a video or, like, do, like, basic coding. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it's it also to me that just brings up the analogy of um, like JavaScript frameworks, for example, you know, people always I wouldn't say always, but it's it's like a known thing where people skip on the fundamentals of vanilla JavaScript and mm-hmm. want to get to the pretty stuff and go to like reactor view. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, look, these things are same thing with like cameras, you know, all this stuff, all the lenses, they're tools for you. If you mm-hmm. don't understand how to use the base tools, if you can't if I give you a camera and you can't use, you know, the standard body and kit lens mm-hmm. and compose a photo right or even that or like nail the exposure, you know, to where it's not completely like 
blurt out and things like that, mm-hmm. then how am I going to trust you when I give you one of the nicest cameras and the nicest lenses? Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be the same. So it's it's drilling the fundamentals. It's drilling the basics, making sure you completely understand everything that goes into it so that when I do give you these tools, you're going to understand and actually put out quality stuff with it and mm-hmm. like use it to its full potential. Yep. And it, it, it is a big pitfall for newcomers into the development environment. Like, you know, what are the best frameworks that I need to learn? What are the best ways to learn? Like there, there, there isn't a, you know, one language for all. There isn't a one solution. It, it, programming in its essence is basically just making machines help you solve your problem. First, mm-hmm. you got to figure out what problem you're trying to solve. And then you can decide what language you want to use, what framework you want to use. That you know that that shouldn't be your main concern. But people are mostly right. concerned with that because they want to apply to jobs. They want to get jobs, and they look at job requirements. So that's that's mm-hmm. how they like they backtrack the whole process of learning from like getting hired. Like they they want to be there and then work their way back. And it it just simply doesn't happen that way. Right. Right. And I. Unfortunately, like there's so many people that think that way and like you try to touch them all and try to get them to understand that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that just patience isn't it, it's it's a topic that needs to get like thrown out there like heavily mm-hmm. um, because, again, people just want the quick stuff. They they want yeah. they want to get there now and then they want all the shortcuts and then to go back to what's the best language. I mean, like it's hard to say what the best language is because I don't know what you want. Yeah. Like, what is it that you want to do? Like, mm-hmm. I can't give you the best if you want to do front end, but I'm giving you back end languages like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. Like, so I you mean, need to establish what your true goals are before we even get into what you should be doing. Exactly. And like and going back to what you said, you know, if you, you want to do, you know, back end, well, front end, for example, can you do that with PHP? Of course, you can do it with PHP. Mm-hmm. But is it ideal? Is it performant compared to something like JavaScript? No, it's not. So, you know, you can still solve like you can still solve your problem with a certain language. It's just not the ideal for that. But does that mean you shouldn't learn it? No, not necessarily. You know, like, um, you know, Python, do I need can I work with Python and build front end stuff? Yeah, you can. You can use Django and build a um, front facing client uh, app as well. But, you know, compared to JavaScript, and I'm biased towards JavaScript, so I'm, I'm just going to say that out front. So um, right. compared to JavaScript, is it easier? You know, React, I think React just kills Python on the front end. But, mm-hmm. you know, would I use React for back end? No, you can't use React for back end. So uh, it's just, right. you and gotta, it, you have to know the knowledge. Like I said, like you have to understand first, what I'm, what am I trying to achieve with this? Then you can start your path. Right, right, right. And at, it's it's interesting like now that we're talking about it it almost starts clicking now it's i feel that people in a weird way think that they're failing because of when you're learning the fundamentals they think that they're going way too slow and they're not going at the right pace maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just how i feel Mm -hmm. because you know the basics aren't pretty um I, i mean they're called basics for a reason right it's not the pretty stuff um the fundamentals in anything you know in I always like try to make analogies to weightlifting and working out, you know, mm-hmm. when you're learning all the movements and everyone around you at the gym is already doing them, mm-hmm. you, you get frustrated, you know, yeah. you're still learning the baby stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, how the hell am I supposed to like show off and pick up all these chicks or pick yeah. up all these dudes if I'm like not ready? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go, you go ahead. Oh, what, what I was going to say is it's it's more like, you know, like I know you, you work out and you do CrossFit. And it's, it's more like, you know, day one, I walked into a box and I want to compete for um, <laughs> you know, CrossFit elite competition, you know, like yeah. you, you, you'll get there. But like not today or not tomorrow, you have to show up every day, put the work, build up, you know, learn the skills, put on some, you know, strength. 
and then right. you'll start competing. But you can't just show up and say, "Okay, I'm ready to compete. Put me onto you know Reebok Reebok Elite or whatever." You know, like you can't right. do that. It, it's it, it, it doesn't it, work like that. It's such a good analogy too, because you know CrossFit is very very unique in its own way, right? Like we have mm-hmm. Olympic weightlifting and all these very technical movements. Exactly. And you know, for those of you who don't know, you should definitely look up videos on like the crossfit games or just any like olympic weightlifting movements in general Mm -hmm. because you know as a beginner i have to get put you through like months of work to to just understand the technicality of olympic lifts to understand the mobility that goes into some of these different movements that you have to do because i can't just throw you into a clean and jerk and expect you to do it day one yep you know and there's different variations of the clean there's different variations of the jerk so it's like I don't expect you to know that day one and this is going to take time. So if you want to compete, it's going to it's going to take some work and you're not going to like it. But the end result is what you should be striving for. Yep. And that's exactly how development is, too. Like you can't just, you know, take one course or like start off with something like, I don't know, like do like a basic code academy course and expect to do like a full fledged web app. You know, you you just. (laughs) Yeah. You got to put on and build up your skill set and you got to be patient with the process too. And going back to what, what you said on that too, you know, the process is not going to be the same for everyone. It, it really, mm-hmm. really depends on your background. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a, this is a topic that I feel very sympathetic. Is that the word um, for people that are coming in? Um, you know, if you, when you're in the, in the development field for a while some basics do look trivial to you like you know i see like some x amount of years of experienced developers go on an instagram and like bash on people like oh you're learning like html that's like child's game and like you know like just really putting down people but like i i went through a phase like that when i was in college um when i started my freshman year, I had no coding experience, just zero mm-hmm. background. Um, and I had people who actually took, I don't know, like Java classes when they were in um, junior and senior year of high school. So they came with a background of like knowing things. Um, and, you know, out of those people, there were few that had the mentality like, oh, you don't know anything. Like you can't even do a console blog. Like you can't just print to a console. Like that's, that's pathetic. And like those people actually didn't do well in the later classes because they already had like a preconceived idea of what Java is, what pro, like what the, their rules of programming and they just weren't willing to learn while I was just like trying to push and like try to learn and absorb anything I can during the classes. So, you know, when people get started, I try to feel like, okay, they're, they're probably just really lost and I try to guide them as much as I can, but, you know, you have to put out the work yourself too. Yeah, 100%. And and that's such an interesting topic as well, because those people I haven't uh, like, thankfully, I haven't run into those people too often here. Um, I feel like our community is well versed in like positivity and spreading that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like those those people, especially for any of our, the listeners right now that like run into them in the real world, in college, in, in the workplace, whatever, like the egos are just way too high on those people. Um and their their knowledge is going to get capped out at some point because, you know, like what like what are all said, it's, you know, you got to put the ego aside and be a sponge. Essentially, those people close off so many people that they think that they're so good that they know it all that, yep. you know, when thing, new things come out or when they get stuck, you know, they're on their own. They close off collaboration. They close off people because they're it in their mind. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. that was one of the qualities that I loved about my advisor, my professor, that mm-hmm. was like supposed to be my advisor throughout my thesis. Um, she was so open to learning, putting her ego aside to anything like, you know, didn't really matter that she had a PhD or like, you know, 20 plus years of experience she was like still open to learning from me. We would sit down and do discussions about my thesis. And like, she would ask me questions about like, I don't know, certain. So I did my thesis on usable security and privacy, just so Mm -hmm. everyone knows. Um, And like, we would discuss, it was like a hybrid 
thesis on UX and um, cybersecurity. So she would we would sit down and she would ask me things about the user research aspect of it on and like, you know, what kind of UX studies that I was planning on doing. And she was so open to learning from me. And I, in the beginning, I thought it was just a test, you know, like she was just kind of playing, um, you know, dumb to kind of just like make me like talk about and see mm-hmm. like if I'm actually on the correct path. But like later on, like I've noticed like she was actually like trying to learn from me. And it's it's just so humbling to see someone that's like you're looking up to like you're I'm literally like she's literally guiding me through my masters. And like this lady's just sitting down and listening to what I had to say. So I, and that I've I've applied to that mentality to me too. Like I don't care what your background is. I don't care how much coding experience that you have. You know, I would just sit down and just listen to what you said because I think everyone has a throughout their lives has a unique series of experiences, and I'm always open to like listen to what people have to bring into the table. For sure, and and I mean that's in its in and of itself, it's super it's beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. To see someone that high in structure and that high a status, mm-hmm. you know, not 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 stoop down, but like, you know, strip the layers away of uh, hierarchy and just, you know, it's it's a human being on human being. You know, we're going to learn from each other. Let's do this thing. Right. Exactly. And, and like just um, judging someone from like, oh, like you're new and H- like you're just learning HTML. And I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm like bashing on HTML. I have no. nothing against it. Yeah. Um, but like, cause that's like the first thing people learn. And like, that's generally <laughs> what people like pick on, on others. And like, I don't care if you're just learning HTML, like no matter what you have something to bring onto the table, regardless of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, that's, and I, for me, the argument there is we all start at different points of our lives. Like <laughs> you're, if you already know, you know, to speaking to the person that you know, that we talked about that already knew Java coming into the class and things like that. Like you're at where you're at. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, someone else in the world isn't going to be where you're at. Why is it all of a sudden, you know, this bad thing that he's only, he or she is only learning HTML, you know, good for them that they're learning HTML. They're getting into the space now. Like let them learn. Um, I, I hate the fact that people shut that down. And if you're out there and you're learning HTML right now at the second, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are, who you are, what you look like, like all of that literally doesn't matter. If you're learning it, keep on going and keep moving because it's like you're just progressing yourself and improving yourself as you go on. Yeah, I couldn't agree um, more. Yeah. And and like uh, it, it actually like tilts me that like thinking about people doing that, like I just I'm getting a little antsy right now. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, what was I going to say? Yeah, that that's just super tilting. I can't, I can't even think of like why or what would instill someone to do that. But to go back to um, the professor is what I'm starting to see a lot of, and like a huge trend. Not not necessarily a trend, but something that I I'm enjoying to see and I'm starting to do myself mm-hmm. is you know people. I, I mean I'm only 23, so I'm I'm a baby when I try to t- when I talk to other people. Typically, <laughs> um, it's you know seeing the people who are older than me not not care about my experience or my level of or my age it's being what you said was open to the new experience and trying to learn from me because people always come in with a different perspective on certain things mm-hmm. whether that be programming or creativity mm-hmm. everyone has a different view on a certain topic let them speak it so that we can you know take that input and then maybe twist it a little bit because that was a different way than we saw it. And, you know, from people that I look up to, from people that I hang out with, uh, you know, in person, that's Mm -hmm. such a huge thing. And I love that, that, you know, is starting to become almost a new norm kind of, you know what I mean? I mean, this is something that I was accustomed to in the academia. Um, Just, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're in the research, um, not market, but like the, the, the re, like just being a researcher, um, you kind of understand the fact that you don't know everything. Like it's right. possibly, it's just impossible to know everything. And um, it's just from my experiences with like, com- like having discussions with researchers and like being in that field for a few years, everyone is always, you know, not everyone, but like mostly people are open to 
hearing what you have to say, no matter what level you are. There are people with like high ego where like, you know, oh, I already figured out everything. So I don't need mm-hmm. your opinion or, or information. But in the academia field, there are mo- people are mostly open to it. A lot of, you know, negative kind of close-minded people I've just seen on, um, you know, on social media. It's, and that's mainly because of they use the way they use social media, I think. Yeah, those are, those type of, typically tend to be trolls yeah. or people who are just like either bored or literally. And I've said this in the previous podcast was they come from bad places and, mm-hmm. you know, they tried to pursue something, didn't make it and now feel like no one else should be able to. So they try to bring you down with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Some some are like that. I agree with that. But from just my experiences on social media, I've one thing that just being exposed to such a big audience and interacting with all these people have taught me is that we have like I think we should be more mindful. I think everyone in social media can use a little bit more empathy. First of all, like mm-hmm. the the amount of just you know judgment that we have on people just you know by looking at a single picture or like a single sentence that they said it's just crazy like i've what i've noticed is that unfortunately people just kind of have just collect just collect these assumptions on you just based on a single picture and just like decide that that's who you are and i get i i get that Mm -hmm. every once in a while on my profile people come in and comment like very very just obnoxious things and i used to get you know annoyed by it and be like okay whatever you know it's a troll but then what i started doing these days is kind of just like trying to pry in and see what they're actually trying to mean by what they're saying and like Mm. you know oftentimes they could be trolls like you said they have nothing else to do they just you know they just want to cause havoc um but sometimes it's just people that are genuinely confused or like have no idea of what's going on and they just had a you know, presumption of um, what was happening and they just decided to do that. And when you engage a conversation with them, you can like, you can find a middle ground and like explain it to them. And, you know, I'm not just saying, cause I'm only saying this because a lot of creators that I see on YouTube and like big on Instagram, they just go on and say like, oh, the, block the trolls, like, you know, avoid them. But you have to understand that sometimes those people are not trolls. They're just just simply confused people that doesn't know what's going on. Mm, that's uh, that's such an interesting like. Pers- Again, we're going back to the different perspective on mm-hmm. on certain topics, right? It's like I've never thought about that. You know, my thing was yeah. I always with people who are negative, typically in the comments, it's let them speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Don't block them like. Obviously, like if they're super negative and I only direct this message towards the people who, you know, can't take negativity uh, in the right way and it, it affects them mentally, um, you know, it's let them speak, but then show them through action is kind yeah. of what I preach. Um, but, yeah. you know, now that w- what you said is like trying to talk to them, trying to find a middle ground, that's super interesting. And I, I, I almost feel like I want to try doing that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I had that mentality like you did for a while for sure for sure so i i understand how you feel like too because like you know you can definitely especially coming from like an athletic background you can use that to kind of just fire up more motivation for you because like now (laughs) you have more reasons to like be better um but i'm just gonna give you like a really quick example like the post that i made the other day you know i finally did like a stacked um display so i put another monitor on top of my super ultra wide um, bringing it back yeah. Um, and someone commented like, who in their right mind would curve their super ultra wide upwards? And then I just like, you can be like, okay, that's that guy's just a troll and just like, you know, has his own opinion and just ignore it. But then I was like, like, this is a sit stand desk, dude. Like, you know, I, I need a better view angle. It It's better for me. And then the guy was like, oh, that makes sense. And just, mm. you know, um, and like, you have to understand that not all, like, especially for us, not of all of our audiences are native English speakers. I'm not a native English speaker. So the way they use sentences, the way they construct their sentences are primarily based on their, you know, whatever culture they come from. So sometimes what sounds, you know, pretty aggressive and like, 
you know, insulting or whatever to you could be just their way of expressing themselves. So that's something that I've learned over the years of like interacting with just a lot of people from different backgrounds. That's yeah, that's it's so, so true, because I mean, recently we've um, we've talked to someone and when I say we, I mean, like me and my my friend group, um, mm-hmm. we've brought on someone who um, is not from America. And I think that's kind of the thing, right, is um, in a, in the, in the States, we have this certain way of talking. We have this certain way of perceiving emotion and aggression is typically like it, it connotated with a negative context right mm-hmm. um, so you know when you get someone who in their culture or where they come from are generally assertive generally just have an aggressive tone exactly but they don't mean that we perceive it in a certain way because we're not used to that yep. exactly. um, so being open-minded to okay let me figure out like I get it. This person is coming from this place. Like maybe they do talk that way, or I know that they talk that way. Let me try to like dig a little deeper, try to figure out what they actually mean. And then, you know, try to find that middle ground that you were speaking of. Yep, exactly. And that's exactly what I mean. Um, And like, like I said, you are going to get a cut like across people that are just purely trolls that are there to just like, you know, cause havoc, like I said, and just like, just commenting unnecessary things for no reason, you're going to get across to those. But if you kind of just, you know, give have more empathy on like, okay, this person might be from a different background and like, try to be, you know, more lenient to like, different perspectives, then you can actually like, resalvage something that you would just kind of just pride off like you know you were you would have discarded this person because they were aggressive to you but like if you if you approach that with an open mind then you might even actually get like a good response out of it right and and even to the other person Mm -hmm. and this happened like recently for me was they felt more heard because they are in a foreign place right Mm -hmm. they're they're in a place that where they're surrounded by people that they, you know, are generally not around. Mm-hmm. So when you finally come across someone who uh, can accept the way you speak, the way that you word things, you know, mm-hmm. some of the yeah, gaps in language or gaps in emotion, yeah, that just means so much more in the relationship, the friendship, whatever it is, right? And I can almost relate this to programming as well is not every developer is going to code the same way. Yep. Um, and, you know, some people are going to write this that way and someone else is going to write it a different way. You know, there's different solutions. There's so there's a numerous amount of solutions to a certain problem. Yep. So it's not like you can't judge someone because they wrote it that way. Yep. Why don't we just look at it open mindedly and say, OK, you wrote it that way. Could we maybe improve it this way? Or I would have wrote it this way. Let's try to, like, find a another solution, combine the two possibly and find a better way to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and exactly when you have an open mind, you know, you get a maximum um, f- um, feedback and like the maximum out of a collaboration too. Because you know, like you said, um, and this, the, I love my team that I'm currently working on. Um, you know, they are very intelligent people that are really good at engineering. Just they're really good at solving problems. And I, I say this just out front to people like. Coding is not my strength. I'm not a coder. And in in essence, I'm a problem solver. You give Mm. me a problem, I solve it, I use code to solve it. Is it gonna be the most efficient way to do it? Maybe not, but that's how that's why I have my teammates, because you know, their strength is optimizing things. Their their strength is like finding the, you know, the best way to approach it rather than a brute force approach. So that's that's how you do really good collaborations like you you have an open mind you don't you know like th- th- those people don't say like oh Oral can't like you know figure this out of at o of n complexity like his uh algorithms are always like brute force they don't say that they you know they see the skills that i bring into the table and they try to complement to what i have and i try to complement to what they have like i don't say like you guys suck at doing ui and you know they know that they're not the best at ui and so that's how i complement that's what i bring into the table and that's when you like maximize the productivity of a team 100% and i mean there's teams for a reason and it there's a reason why us as human beings have got this far and it's through collaboration and 
that's something that I really, really want people to understand, especially because as a self tough self oh my god, self-taught developer, yep. <laughs> um, you tend I mean, I don't I can't speak for everybody, but for me, when I first started was I tend to close people off. I was like, okay, I'm doing this myself. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna focus on the tutorials that I have, the articles that I've found, all the resources, and just put them all together, and I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it's not until recently, and you know, as I've grown and moved on, and you know, built this Instagram, is collaboration is so necessary for me to grow even more and push into the boundaries that I thought were impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and again, it points back to the different perspectives. You know, you talk to seasoned developers, you talk to self-taught developers who've made it or who are still learning but are ahead of you Mm -hmm. they just view things in a different way and if i can pick your brain for a second or if i can have you do a review on some of the code that i have and just look at it and tell me what you would do Mm -hmm. then you know it would spark some sort of idea or it would make me understand a certain concept that i was having troubles you know trying to understand so to everybody out there that's learning right now and i know that a lot of people that have messaged me because of the podcast are self-taught. You need to be reaching out. Like, and, and I say this all the time, it's called social media for a reason. You mm-hmm. need to be reaching out to DMs. Like it's not, you're not paying to reach out to any of our DMs. Yep. Just send the message. You know, if you have a question, there's comments for a reason. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so utilize it. Exactly. And, and, you know, as far as all the creators that I had a chance to have a conversation with, everyone is like, super open to just helping people guiding people i mean that's one of the biggest drivers for creators in our community to get started because they they're first of all they're learning themselves and they want to help out other people to get started as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but i'm gonna i'm gonna go a different direction here and i'm gonna say like just because these people are open to help doesn't mean that we're here to do all the work for you because there's like two sides to a coin, right? Like mm-hmm. we're here to help, but then there are people who abuse that. And um, I don't know if you follow Sasha, Sasha Coates, shout out to her. Um, and I, I love her <laughs> stories. She just keeps getting these stuff like, can you teach me how to code? Or like, can you resources <laughs> to code? Like there is a reason why there are search engines. Like there are things that you can yeah. do yourself. So don't like be dependent on every single step. Like you, you, if you don't go out and do the effort and learn, then you're never going to like, if you expect someone to just hand it to you on a silver platter, then you're not going to learn. And it's just a waste of everyone's time. Um, but if you're stuck at something and if you're like, you really can't find a way out, then o- always reach out to people. And I'm sure people will be more than happy to, you know, help you out. For sure. And I, I love that you brought up Sasha's stories because every time she claps on people for asking way too much, it I laughed so hard because it's just like, oh, you went too far. She's got you. Like, um, it's so funny, but it's so true. Like people are just and I'm sure you get it. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. everyone who's in the developer scene that has a following gets it. It's the first time someone reaches out, you answer their question just being helpful right but then it just sparks this reoccurring feedback loop of hey mm-hmm. he answered me i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. just keep reaching out and uh, he seems like a helpful person let me keep reaching 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 but it's like yeah. i'm not gonna be there for you when you get a job yeah i'm not gonna be there for you when you go through an interview like <laughs> you need to I, I can't be there for you all the time none of us can be there for you all the time we can throw you small tidbits here and there mm-hmm. but your journey is your journey yep. i cannot I cannot hold your hand through it. No one can hold your hand through it. Like this isn't no mama, papa kind of thing. Like yep. this is you and you, you're a grown, you're a grown adult. <laughs> Figure it out. Like, and, and, you know, people listening out there, don't get me wrong. Like we're just not being, we're not trying to be like snoppy or anything like, oh, we don't have time for you. But like, okay, imagine, you know, someone with um, 50,000 followers gets, you know, one percent of their audience message them you know that's about what 500 wow. something like that <laughs> yeah uh, what a way to <laughs> we can cut this out we can cut this out i i got caught uh, i almost i almost want to leave it in because it's so natural <laughs> i'm still googling it because i'm like too nervous about it now five Sorry, 10%. Let's do 10%. My bad. Okay. Um, so that's like 500 people messaging you, you know, 
about the same thing. So, you know, we're one person trying to answer all these questions. That's what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to get to. Um, basically, like, you know, and this happens to a lot of people. And this is just a side effect of social media. It's just all about me, me, me. You know, I'm, I'm not saying like selfish, but like people sometimes don't consider other people's time. And it's, yeah. I, I just kind of find it disrespectful when you're like just messaging me about like an error that you got on your console that you could have just simply Googled and got the answer. Um, Stack Overflow. Yeah, right. Like there's a reason why there's Stack Overflow and like create a Stack Overflow account mm-hmm. too. That That's what Stack Overflow is. You know, Instagram shouldn't be your platform to come looking for people to debug your code or like figure out Mm -hmm. your issue like that's literally what stack overflow is built for right exactly and i mean senior people and all these other developers who are in the space preach it all the time google your stuff google is a skill that you need to develop like i i've gotten so many like the the number of dms that i get at for people asking me to debug their like Mm-hmm. objective c or like uh c, uh c sharp yep. code i'm like dude do you not follow me i yeah. don't know any of that that's that's like yeah, that's an interesting i'm a javascript engineer or uh, not engineer but i'm a i'm i only use javascript what yeah. do you want me to do yep. <laughs> like look it up yeah it's kind of just kind of sad when like people don't even like bother looking at like uh, briefly just looking at your profile not like following you or anything just like skim through the goddamn bio dude like yeah that's right there like you know um and it just shows you how like and and, and just, like why would you want to help someone that just didn't even spend two seconds looking into what you do or what you could be helpful for and like spend hours of like you know figuring out their code and that's when i'm yeah, that's, going back I mean, to like i said like need to have a little bit of empath empathy just in general in social yeah. media like you know if you want your time to be valued then you got to value other people's time too 100 percent. it's yeah. it, people are just so quick to conclusion it's like they look at your account it's like oh 92.3k oh yeah. he must know his stuff let me just reach out to him real quick yeah. and it's like they just jumped on your account you know, and, they don't and, even have to look at the photos or anything. And one weird thing that unfortunately has been happening, and I've noticed this as like my account continue to grow, people's attitude to you, towards you change a lot mm. when you have a big audience. They that, and w- what I try to say when when I mean by that is basically they treat you like um, how do I put it? It's like they don't treat you like a human being. They don't treat you like a person. You they know, treat, they like they put you on a pedestal. Exactly. And like, you know, they expect you to be all these things. And like, you know, it's just like, I, I try to keep my tone and everything on my profile, like on my feed, just down to earth. Like I, and I say this out every, every chance I get, I'm just the person just, you know, doing his own life, you know, working his own way up top. And like, I'm, I'm a person, like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not this, I'm not that. Like, I'm just literally a regular person. Um, but it's just people's perception of you once you have a large number on your followers um, section, it just changes. And just the the way people treat you just completely changes and not always for the good way, unfortunately. Yeah, no, and I can completely like, I, I haven't gotten to the level of your clout yet, but I mean, like I could see that happening and I've heard like, I forget who which comedian it was, but someone had a bit on like, people coming up to them and asking for something and expecting something totally out of the blue mm-hmm. but they expected it and it's like when they answered the way that they did it was just like oh like what the hell like yeah that's what you're gonna say like that's yeah. what you're gonna do all right never yeah. mind dude whatever i'm gonna stop watching your stuff now it's like what yeah <laughs> what did you want from me like again it's like what you said is like i'm a human being just trying to make my life like just trying to get through life one day at a time. It's like, yeah, what? I mean, what amazes me is that, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like I obviously the people who DM me this obviously try, have, you know, they're not trying to mean it in a bad way, but like mm-hmm. sometimes people would ask me a question, like, I don't know, like, um, what's the leather mat pad that you use or like what kind of a weekly calendar you use? And I'll respond to them and their response would be, 
oh, I didn't think you were going to respond. Like, <laughs> why were you sending me a message if you weren't expecting me to respond? Like, I literally go through all these things, spend my time to answer these questions. Like, you're, uh, yeah. and like I said, I don't think those people mean bad. Like, they're just trying to say, like, oh, I'm so happy you responded to me. That's at least what I yeah. think they're trying to say. But, like, what it sounds is like, you know, I was bored and I was like, eh, you know what I can do? I just message him and just, you know, let it go. And then I'm out there trying to scroll through and spend like my whole weekend trying to respond to everything. And like the guy's like, oh, I didn't know you're going to respond. Like, come on. Yeah, that almost gives me a vibe to like people just think that you're too good to respond back. Yeah. And like and I said, like, like people no. ha have a different perception of you as soon as their your follower number is like a pretty big number. And like I, I, you know, if I started another account with like nothing or like 100 followers, they'll treat me way differently than what they would message me right now. Mm hmm. 100 percent. And it's 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 just staying humble, honestly, like through social media. It's hard. It's kind of hard to because, again, you just you interact with all these different personalities of people mm -hmm. and some people just treat you like a God. And some people understand that you're also a human being that lives, yeah. that lives a life and work a full-time job. Yeah. Um, especially for you, right? It's like you, you do the best that you can through Instagram and YouTube, right? But you also have other obligations. Yep. So, I mean, and the other obligations probably mean a lot more to you because it's like full-time income and things Absolutely. like that. Right. And so, yeah, and everything else is a priority for me over Instagram. Instagram is just my outlet when I want to escape from work, exactly. when I need a break from work. Instagram is not my work. So like when you have a large following, people just assume that social media is now your work. So they expect you to like, you know, respond on time and like create content on schedule. And like, and you know, some people do this full time. And like, I understand people's expectations for different people are different but like i try to make sure that everyone that that like my audience i try to make sure like look guys i do this for fun i talk about this stuff because i like talking about this stuff so you know i'm i'm sorry this is not my priority there will be day, like a week that i won't post anything because either i'm like buried under work or like i have some stuff that's going on personal or like i just don't have anything to say but like it, yeah you know it's just no, 100%. not a priority. Exactly. And that's, I, I, I wished people understood that so much more, especially the other obligations and priorities and personal like mm -hmm. life. Like, I mean, we're again, we're all human being. We all go through stuff, right? There's just different things that emotionally we can't handle a certain way. And it's just like, okay, I got to take a break. Yeah. Um, but it's also not expecting that we're going to be on schedule all the time. Like, where was this where where on the calendar does it say I'm posting today? Yeah, like that I was obligated to, you know what I mean? Like a lot. And I've noticed that, you know, as I've grown is that my Instagram started as a three post a day kind of thing. And that just became way mm -hmm. too much when I had full time yeah. jobs and, and, and things like mm -hmm. that. Right. So it's like, OK, like you said, it's it's an outlet. I love talking about my journey. I love posting pictures, but like I can't do this every day. Like yeah. I have other things. Sometimes I'm out of pocket. I just can't put time to this. You know, mm -hmm. I got to focus on me. Yep, exactly. And it's uh, it's not to say that Instagram isn't work. It does take a lot of work to to get the photo, to get the caption, to get everything right and in order. Okay. Like it's it's it does take a lot of work, but that just adds on to the to the point is it takes us it takes a lot out of us to make the content. So it's like. Once we put it out, if I can't get to you, I'm sorry. Like I have other things. Absolutely. And, um, and you know, when I say this, I don't mean like, oh, I just like flip out the camera, boom, snapshot, I'm done. Like it takes a certain discipline. There <laughs> yeah. is a certain amount of work and effort that goes into it. But that given, like if it comes down to like, am I going to make a post today or am I going to push a bug fix for this where like my supervisor expecting me to like get this task off done today? Like, I I'm sorry, but the Instagram <laughs> needs to wait. Like. You know, exactly. I'm not going to do that. The photo can wait till tomorrow. This bug, this bug is my job. Like I can't like, exactly. and, and unfortunately there's people out there that can't, that don't, that see past that, you know, mm -hmm. it's, um, they, they want, they want what you give them, unfortunately, and they want it all the time. Um, and to my, it, like what I think about that is you need to, uh, you need to get 
better priorities because if you're expecting posts from us all the time and they get mad when we don't, it's like you need to like oh, I'm sorry, buddy, but you need to you need to get a job. Like I can't I can't be doing this for you. Um, and, and like I said, there are people who does this full time and like there are people who does everything on schedule, on time, everything planned out because this is how they make their living. And like, so I, I can't blame everyone for having a, you know, a perception of like, oh, this person has a high number of following. He's an influencer now, so he should be on time and do everything on time. But what mm -hmm. I'm just circling back to again is just have some like empathy and open minded to being like, you know, this person, just because this person does X and Y doesn't mean that the person that does X and Z are the same thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And th th this has been a reoccurring topic that I love talking about on the podcast is shedding light on like Instagram influencers lives where we aren't like this almighty human being that you put us out to be. You know, mm -hmm. it's we're sh I'm, I love shedding light on the fact that, you know, we have personal lives. We go through the same things you go through. Like mm -hmm. we should not be treated in a way where again, that we're put up on this pedestal and you're looking up to us. It's like, no, we're like we, we want to provide you value. We do it in a certain way and you like it. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, don't don't think that every influencer out there is someone that you should be praising. You know, you can follow them. You can listen to them, all these things. But like your life is your life. Our lives is ours. There's a common ground somewhere that we share and it's on Instagram. You know, great. But don't make that anything more. Yeah, I think most I people, try to get to. you know, most creators do this not because like they want to directly like dictate people's like, don't, you know, don't take something from what I'm doing, take something from my experience, take something from what I'm saying, apply it to your own life and, you know, use it in your own way. But don't just try to be me, you know, that because, you know, it's not what you expect it to be. Exactly. And it's like perfect example before we start to like close is I, I I'm not sure how do you have you played Counter-Strike before? Yeah, all the time. OK, 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 cool. So this is a perfect example because, again, I'm 23. I'm super young. So I like fell into this trap like early on when I was in high school coming up in college. Like I was very into CS. I would play ESEA, face it, mm -hmm. all this stuff and get into competitive CS yeah. and all this stuff. Like played all night, played all morning, never slept. Mm -hmm. My thing was there's all these professional players that I look up to and there's these certain ones, certain teams that I always followed. And in CS, if you've ever played the amount of times that I have obsessed over gear and settings that people like the amount of res changes that I went through because <laughs> Stewie 2K played at 1024 stretched, but then uh, Cold Zero played at 12. 1280 by 960 stretched made me horrible yeah. like it, it it made me so sick because i just couldn't stick to one thing and then this person used that mouse i they used this keyboard this switch oh this headset i gotta get that headset yeah. like you can't be doing that for us as well it's like if we have a certain thing like get it because you want it don't get it because we have it yeah and and that's right? what talk about it like that's why i talk about the stuff that i use i try to talk about like i'm using this because of x and y like i'm using right. this mouse because of these benefits but it also has these downsides to it so that when you go out and try to see okay what mouse am i going to buy you have a more educated knowledge of like okay well oral mentioned like it does this and this and i can use that on my workflow not like oh i want to be oral so I need that mouse. That's that's not the mentality that you should be going. You should just take what the, the message in there is and try to see if that fits in your workflow or your lifestyle or whatever. Right. And it's it, it that's so key in in knowing as a consumer, because as a consumer, you take in so much like through mm -hmm. our photos, through the captions, through, mm -hmm. you know, all these different reviews on YouTube. But it's like, look, at the end of the day, something's going to work for you. Something's not. Yeah, like don't don't um, impulse buy these things because we make them look aesthetically pleasing for you. Mm -hmm. Look at the captions like yep. we we go through things that there are downsides to this. Yeah, if it's not ergonomic for you and you have RSI or you have issues with your hand, don't get don't get the mouse. Yeah, you need to look for something that works for you. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's like super important um, and super key. And I hope that that like shedded light on a lot of you guys out there. Um, but we're closing in on an hour. I don't want to take up too much of a Rawls time, but we had a good conversation so far. I mean, honestly, like this is the first time we've talked, yep. like aside from Instagram, which is kind of cool. Um, super, super well flow, flowing conversation. But uh, is there anything, any closing words that you want to give to the viewers out there right now? Um, well, I want to thank you, first of all, for having me again. It, it was an awesome chat. Like, I really enjoy having these type of conversations. I did another mm -hmm. a live with uh, Michael, Mitch Soul, and I just really love connecting with creators on like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say face to face, but like at least like a conversational basis. So thank right. you for having me. This is awesome. And, um, you know, I think you're doing a really good job with this. And I, from just following you and just like kind of having an idea of your personality, I know that you're going to continue taking this to the next level. So I'm looking forward thank to you. listen to other podcasts as well. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, but yeah, all right. Uh, thank you all for coming on again. Like, honestly, it was just super ch fun chatting with you. I've always looked up to you. So to be able to, to have this conversation now and like connect on, on, you know, common ground that we have is awesome so um that was that was sick um but thank you guys for listening to episode nine i, I hope that you know anything in the conversation that we that we had today can shed some light and help you and provide some sort of value for you um in your journeys or in general in life when it comes to social media so thank you guys again for listening if you guys want to check out Aral, I will have all of his social medias and, you know, links down in the uh, show notes and the description. But again, thanks again for watching and listening. Uh, I will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.